Hey guys, Veronica, Andrew, and Nate here. We are Foodies Watching Movies, a podcast dedicated to awesome movies, great food, and that's about it. Check us out on the JIC Network at www.journeyintocomics.com. Maybe throw some money over to our Patreon so we can eat this week. And now your feature presentation. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. 2017 is ending, 2018 is beginning, and as always, there's a whole lot of Trump news on this week's The Poor Report. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am Andrew Poor. This is the Poor Report, and the year is 2018. Yes, we survived. A lot of people are looking at the end of 2016 with wondering what was going to happen in 2017. We elected a president that a lot of people didn't like. There were things going on in the world that we weren't sure of. A lot of 2017 was chaotic, and things happened that not a lot of people expected and wasn't sure what was going to come next, but we made it. The year's now 2018, and the sun is shining, I have a cup of coffee in my hand, and this is The Poor Report, and I'm here to give you guys a great show. Now, moving forward, the things that we have to talk about here today is is a little bit different than what I usually do on this show. Now, typically I talk about the news and what's going on, and then I move into talking, giving my opinions on it, and maybe throwing in some entertainment news, or what's going on in the world of TV, or movies, or what have you, but seeing as this is also a new year and the closing of an old year, I thought a good way to get through the beginning part of this show would be to talk about the year in review. Now, there was a ton of stuff that happened in 2017. A ton of stuff. I mean, I know it seems like it happened forever ago, but a little over a year ago, Donald Trump was elected president. And since then, so much has happened as a result of that, and so much has happened just in 2017 alone, that you're probably surprised, like, wait, all that happened this year? And I'm there with you guys. When I was prepping for this show, I was seeing, like, all of the things that have gone on in 2017, and it's shocking how much has actually happened. So I'm going to kind of go through the beginning of 2017, going all the way through December, just to kind of give you some of the highlights of 2017 in terms of news because my show wasn't really around until the latter half of the year. So I'm going to kind of jump right in on that. So on January 20th, Donald Trump is sworn in as president. Donald J. Trump took uh, the oath of office on the steps of the U.S. Capitol, becoming the 45th president of the United States. Trump, who ran on slogans that included, Drain the Swamp, said, For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not sharing its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left, and the factories closed. And I'm getting all these articles from the Palm Beach Post. It was the best condensed version of the 2017 articles, so I want to kind of give a shout-out to them. On January 21st, just the day after Trump's inauguration, there was the Women's March on Washington. Women in cities across the United States and in 30 countries across the world marched the day after Trump's inauguration in support of women's rights and in defense of freedom of speech. More than one million marched in Washington, D.C. alone. Just a week later, a travel ban is issued. 
Trump signs an executive order that bans immigration for 90 days for those seeking to come to the United States from Iraq, Syria, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen. After lawsuits are filed, a federal court blocks the ban. On March 6th, a new travel ban is enacted by executive order, one that addresses the legal questions that arose from the first ban. The court is eventually upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court. On February 13th, National Security Advisor Michael Flynn is fired. Flynn is fired after leaks revealed he talked to Russian Ambassador Sergei Kisyak about sanctions former President Barack Obama imposed in December 2016. Pence has denied the reports as late as February 9th. Trump said he fired Flynn because he lied to Vice President Mike Pence about speaking to Kisyak. Which is... It's kind of ridiculous that Trump knew he was lying to Pence but didn't do anything about it until later. On February 22nd, transgender bathrooms are out. The Trump administration reversed Obama-era regulations that allowed transgender students in public schools to use the bathrooms that correspond to their gender identity. On February 26th, getting into entertainment news, there was a not-so-Oscar-worthy moment. In a first for the Academy Awards, the wrong winner for the Best Picture Award was announced. Actor Warren Beatty announced La La Land as the winner. The winner was Moonlight. Beatty was given the wrong envelope to read, which caused a lot of fallout. It led to the accounting firm that does all the votes to kind of lose uh, their two people that represent them, and they were replaced by other uh, senior partners. So we'll have to kind of see how, in 2018, when the Academy Awards... If that's talked about, how they do it differently, but it'll be very interesting to see. On March 2nd, 2017, Attorney General Jeff Sessions recuses himself. Jeff Sessions announced he was recusing himself from any investigation to Russian interference in the 2016 presidential elections. Sessions had testified during his confirmation hearing that he had not met with any Russians while he played a part in Trump's presidential campaign. Media reports revealed that Sessions had met with Kisiak during the campaign. On March 4th, Trump sent out a tweet saying, Terrible. Just found out that Obama had wiretapped in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism. In a world where the president tweets are a daily occurrence, this one he tweeted on March 4th was a little different. Trump tweeted that Obama had tapped his phone during the very sacred election process. The White House called for a congressional investigation. On April 9th, there were video circulated around uh, all of social media of uh, Dr. David Dow being dragged off an overbooked United Airlines flight in Chicago. In early April, in the violent confrontation on the plane, Dow's nose was broken, he suffered a concussion, and lost teeth. United was uh, um, excoriated on social media for the brutality of the incident. Dow later sued over his treatment and agreed to an out-of-court settlement. On April 13th, the mother of all bombs, the largest non-nuclear weapon ever used in combat, was dropped by the United States on an Islamic State targeted in Afghanistan. The MOAB, or the mother of all bombs, known officially as the GBU-43B, is a custom-made Air Force weapon that has been used in battle but has not been in the U.S. arsenal for more than 10 years. Um, On April 19th, Spin-free zone pundit Bill O'Reilly was fired by Fox News after New York Times reported that he 
that the network pay, has paid $13 million in settlements going back nearly 15 years to women who had accused O'Reilly of sexual harassment. On May 9th, FBI Director James Comey fired... Um, FBI Director James Comey was fired by President Trump in early May. The president said he fired Comey for incompetence. Comey suggested at Congressional hearing later in the year that he was fired because the president wanted him to go easy on Flynn in the investigation of ties with Russian officials. On May 17, 2017, a moment that probably Trump now regrets, Mueller is named special counsel. Former FBI Director Robert Mueller was named as special counsel to conduct the investigation into Russia's alleged meddling in the 2016 presidential election. The appointment gave Mueller the authority to investigate potential collusion between Russian officials and the Trump campaign. On May 22, 2017, another uh, incident happened. Uh, there was a bombing at the Ariana Grande concert. A crowd of mostly young people were enjoying a concert by pop singer Ariana Grande in Manchester, England. When a suicide bomber detonated his weapon, killing 22 and injuring scores more, the Islamic State took credit for the attack. On May 31st, something that's still joked about today, a typo in a tweet by President Trump launched a tidal wave of memes, retweets, and shares. The president never clarified the tweet that used the phrase negative press confifi, but it was believed he meant negative press coverage. In any event, it didn't stop those on social media and late night talk show hosts from having a field day. <clears throat> on June 14th, a man who had said he hated those who govern, especially Republicans, took out his rage on a group of congressmen practicing for a charity baseball game. This man opened fire on Republican congressmen, nearly killing House Majority Whip Steve Scalise, the representative from Louisiana. Scalise was shot in the hip. His wounds were so severe he spent weeks in the hospital in and out of intensive care and eventually had to go through rehab to learn to walk again. He returned to his job in the House in September. On June 17th, Cosby trial ends in mistrial. A jury in Pennsylvania failed to reach a verdict in a sexual assault case against actor and comedian Bill Cosby. The jury said it was hopelessly deadlocked on a verdict on charges Cosby drugged and assaulted a woman in 2004. More than 60 women have accused Cosby of sexual misconduct. And those of you who are listening to this now know that this was just the beginning in terms of sexual assault allegations and sexual misconduct. On June 19th, Otto Warmbier dies. Otto Warmbier, an American college student, arrested, tried, and sentenced to hard label for allegedly taking a poster off the wall of a North Korean hotel, died days after he was released from custody and returned to the United States. North Korean officials said Warmbier had been in a coma for most of the time he was held. Doctors in the United States disputed the report that Warmbier's conditions was a result of botulism. They said he suffered a severe neurological injury that led to the coma. On June 21st, 2017, Spicer is out. Scarmucci is in. Scarmucci is out. Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary, resigned in July after Anthony Scarmucci was named as head of the White House Communications. Scarmucci, a GOP donor and investment banker, lasted on the job for 11 days. On July 26th, Trump bans transgender troops. The president announced via Twitter that he would ban transgender individuals from serving in the U.S. military. Many of his military leaders seem to have a different opinion. On August 9th, a warning to North Korea, tensions between the U.S. and North Korea had been on edge since the beginning of the year. 
but they ramped up to a disturbing level in August when Kim Jong-un's government revealed specific plans to launch missiles towards Guam. The next day, Trump warned North Korean officials to get their act together or face fire and fury the likes of which the world has never seen. This was probably early in my podcast. I remember covering this um, probably in one of the early episodes, I think four or five, maybe even before that. On August 12, 2017, a clash in Charlottesville leaves three dead. Tensions at a white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, erupt into violence, leaving a young woman dead as protesters marched. <clears throat> Sorry. As posters marched at one end of the street in the Virginia College town, a car roared down the street from the other end, slamming into the crowd. Heather Hare, 32, was killed and 19 others were injured. Following the incident, Trump was criticized for being slow to condemn the neo-Nazis. Two days after the violence, he condemned both the white supremacists and the counter-protesters. The phrase, there were many bad people on both sides, was the phrase that came up a lot as his reaction. On August 21st, millions across the United States stopped what they were doing on to watch the sun go dark. The first coast-to-coast solar eclipse in 99 years cut a path across the United States, pitching areas of the country into total darkness. On August 25th, September 10th, September 20th, hurricanes hit back-to-back-to-back. Hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Maria hit Texas, Florida, and Puerto Rico, respectively, over a 26-day period, bringing record winds and water. Harvey flooded most of Houston, is on track to be the costliest storm in U.S. history. Irma, with 130-mile-per-hour winds, tore through Florida and Georgia before dissipating. As we head into 2018, parts of Puerto Rico are still without electric power due to Maria. On September 5th, there was an announcement to end the DACA program. President Trump announced that the end of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program that could lead to the Department of Young Immigrants who are brought to the United States illegally as children or who have overstayed their visas. The White House has asked Congress to work on a plan that would keep the so-called Dreamers in the U.S. Trump had suggested that he would support a plan to keep the Dreamers here if Congress will okay the building of a wall along the southern border of the United States. On September 22nd, at a rally in Alabama, Trump suggested that any NFL player who takes a knee during the the playing of the national anthem should be fired. While Trump's remarks were aimed at only a handful of players, the Sunday after his comments, a couple of hundred players either sat, kneeled, or stayed in their locker room while the Star Spangled Banner was played. The TV ratings for the NFL are down 5% from 2016, which really doesn't seem like a lot considering the grand scope of things, but it's probably enough to get advertisers a little worry, and probably those in the front office of a lot of these NFL organizations. On October 1st, a 64-year-old man opened fire from Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas onto a crowd of 22,000 fans at a country music concert, killing 58. The mass shooting was the deadliest in U.S. history. Authorities say the man used a bump stock during the attack. The device uses a gun's recoil to allow a person to fire the weapon faster. In addition to the 58 killed, more than 500 were injured. That's just staggering that something like that is even possible in this world today. On October 17th, military officials announced that the U.S.-backed Syrian forces liberated the city of Raqqa from the Islamic State. Raqqa, a city in Syria, is considered the capital of the Islamic State Caliphate. On October 30th, former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort and his business partner Rick Grimes surrendered 
or Rick Gates, sorry, Rick Grimes, uh, shout out to The Walking Dead. Uh, his business partner, Rick Gates, surrendered at the FBI field office in Washington, D.C., after being indicted by a grand jury and special counsel Robert Mueller's probe of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. The 12-count, 31-page indictment focuses on their work in Ukraine as political consultants and lobbyists. Also on that day, special counsel's office announced that it struck a cooperation agreement with former Trump advisor George Papadopoulos, who had in July pleaded guilty to lying to federal agents about contact with Russian officials. On October 5th, women begin to publicly accuse Harvey Weinstein of sexual misconduct. Both the New York Times and the New Yorker ran stories claiming at least a dozen women, many high-profile actresses, had accused Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein of sexual assault, sexual misconduct, or rape. Since those stories broke, 80 women have come forward with their stories of assault at the hands of Weinstein. One of his accusers, actress Alyssa Milano, tweeted that she, too, was a victim of Weinstein's behavior. Her tweet suggests that women who have been victims of the sexual assault could have their voice heard on Twitter by using the hashtag MeToo. Thousands did dust that. Weinstein was fired from the production company he and his brother started, was left by his wife, and is under investigation by various police departments in the United States and England. Over the next few weeks, men from several fields were fired or resigned amid similar allegations. <clears throat> it's still baffling to see something that thing was hidden for so long just due to power and position and we've seen since then how many people have come forward and been accused of these types of actions and it's it's still really depressing and staggering to think about on november 5th a baptist church in a small texas town became the killing ground during a sunday service in early november a man opened fire on worshipers killing 26 and injuring 20 kelly is believed Sorry, uh, this man is believed to have had a grudge against his former wife and in-laws who attended the church. On November 29th, Matt Lauer is fired for sexual misconduct. Matt Lauer, the host of NBC's Today show, was fired after allegations of sexual misconduct were brought to his bosses at NBC. Lauer had been with the show for more than 20 years, was fired for inappropriate sexual behavior with a colleague. A story from Variety had quotes from three other women who had worked with Lauer saying that they too were victims of inappropriate sexual conduct. Later that day, Garrison Keeler, a former host of Prairie Home Companion, was con accused of sexual misconduct and subsequently fired from Minnesota Public Radio. On December 1st, former National Security Advisor Flynn pleaded guilty in federal court to lying to the FBI about his contacts with the Russian ambassador. The former National Security Advisor has denied that he talked with Kislyak about sanctions leveled by former President Obama. On December 12th, Doug Jones became the first Democrat in 25 years to win a U.S. Senate seat from the state of Alabama. He defeated former Alabama Supreme Court Chief Justice Roy Moore. Moore had been accused of sexual misconduct that accusers say he took place in decades ago when Moore was in his early 30s. On December 14th, Internet providers got a boost from federal regulators when the Federal Communications Commissions voted to allow them to speed up service for some websites and slow down or even block it for others. On December 20th, it took almost the end of the year, but the president and Republicans had a big legislative win when the tax reform bill passed both the House and Senate. The $1.5 trillion bill is the biggest tax overhaul in 30 years, giving major tax breaks to businesses, changing the way individuals will be figuring their taxes, and potentially adding to the national debt. 
now I know a lot of you are thinking at the end of this that all of that happened just in 2017. It's staggering the amount of stuff that we've gone through as a nation, as a country, as a world. And I'm glad we were able to get through it. I know a lot of this stuff, though hard, hopefully will lead to a 2018 that might not be as bad. I mean, we can only hope that. I try and be optimistic on this show to try and kind of be a light in the darkness that tends to come every time Trump tends to open his mouth. And hopefully 2018 will change. I know 2018 will bring us a lot of midterm elections. A lot of people currently serving in some capacity could change. We could end up with a Democratic-controlled House and Senate. We could end up with a lot of career politicians losing to incumbents from people who are voting, who are tired of the same old, same old, or people that are only servicing themselves and not the American people. But 2018 could be more of the same. We really have no way of knowing. And this show has always been kind of leaning a certain way. As you've heard from shows past, and you've heard from some of the stuff I've said, that this show is a little more liberal than it is conservative. I'm not... Personally, I'm not... I'm not super liberal. I'm not super conservative. I kind of fall in the middle. Every political test I've ever taken puts me as a, like a left-leaning centrist. I have a lot of liberal or democratic views, and I have a fair amount of Republican or conservative views. It just kind of depends on the view. I don't... When I vote... In elections, I don't vote straight party. I just, I look at the person, I look at what they represent, what their plans do, what their platform was, and that's how I make my decisions. But being 2018 kind of gives us a chance to try things new. 2018 is when there's New Year's resolutions, when people are like, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to exercise more, I am going to be more organized. And... New resolutions don't have to stop with just doing things for you. 2018 could spend the things you do, like this podcast, for example. 2018 could be saying, like, I am going to podcast seven times a week, which would be ridiculous, but awesome, and almost impossible to do. But 2018 gives us the opportunity to just test the boundaries that we are kind of put ourselves in. And I want to kind of take this show in a little bit different way and kind of wonder, like, what would happen... If the poor report was more conservative, more like the way Fox News is now, or Breitbart, or some of those other ultra-conservative shows. And I kind of really wonder what that would be like.
Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the United States of America, this is the Poor Report. It is 2018. This is episode 18. I'm happy to have you here. We have so much to talk about. We have such a great show. 2017 was an amazing, an amazing year, and all of it is thanks to our great president, President Donald J. Trump. I'll say it here. I am so happy he's our president. We didn't really get to talk about it earlier, but I am so happy. I'm just there's something I get to share with you later, and I hardly can contain my excitement. I just want to talk about it right now. But first, I really want to talk about the 10 best things that Trump did in 2017. He took the office on the 20th and did so much since then. And I just I'm I can't contain myself. I just got to talk about it right now. Now, 10 things Trump did in 2017, starting from the top, the economy. Now, I know what you're saying. What did Trump do? Trump triumphed in, in 20, the 2016 primary because he spoke to the angst of the average American worker who felt correctly forgot and exploited by a crony globalist system that benefited only from the connected few. In 2017, the real economy accelerated as opposed to just asset prices, Worker productivity ramped up to 3% in the third quarter, far above the scant 1.2% average of the Obama years. Truck orders surged this fall, and manufacturing jobs jumped higher, as November recorded the highest gains in 15 years, according to the payroll firm ADP. Reflecting this growth, small business confidence soared as National Federation of Independent Business CEO Juanita Duggan declared, we haven't seen this kind of optimism in 34 years. Number two, ISIS. Just months into the Trump presidency, their so-called caliphate has been crushed by a coalition organized and supported by the U.S. military. What a joy to see some of the world's oldest Christian communities in the Middle East Again, worshipping freely at Christmas. The border. Illegal crossings have plunged as much as 60% versus pre-Trump levels. Clear-eyed rhetoric and invigorated ICE show immediate results as we reclaim control from human and drug smugglers. ICE Director Thomas Homan recently said that the president has done more for the border security and public safety than any of the six presidents I've worked for. That is amazing. I'm so happy. Now for judges, perhaps the longest legacy of Trump will be in the judiciary. In 2017, he fulfilled a campaign promise by getting conservative judges seated, including Neil Gorsuch, on the Supreme Court in a record pace of 12 circuit court confirmations. Taxes. Trump did what has been done in Washington since the top movie was Top Gun. He signed comprehensive tax reform. I believe that immediate business expensing will become the most potent of these improvements as companies large and small will finally invest aggressively in capital expenditures, new software, plants, equipment. For regulation, the administrative state empowered the bureaucratic swamp at the expense of American entrepreneurs by one key measure of regulatory growth, the page count of the Federal Reserve, which lists the new rule, Trump reduced regulation by almost 50% in 2017. Wow. That's just... I can't believe it. Things we're doing in 2017 thanks to President Donald Trump. 
religious liberty. Trump ended the government war on group on groups like the Little Sisters of the Poor and ordered exemptions for religious groups that cannot, by conscience, pay for practice they reject, such as abortion-inducing medications. For the trade agreements, Trump put the world on notice that America will no longer be exploited in the bargaining table with PACs that may benefit U.S. corporate chieftains but not American workers. Exiting TPP and demanding a renegotiation of NAFTA represent important achievements for economic nationalism. Military buildup. Trump just signed a 2018 defense budget that features pending congressional rollback of the 2011 budget sequester. Large increases overall, including for troop salaries and missile defense. The president also finally demanded that our wealthy NATO allies pay their fair share for the defense of the West. It's about time. I can't wait for it. Now, for Russia, I know what you're saying. Russia this, Russia that. Russia, contrary to the unceasing mainstream media narrative, Trump pursued tough policies against Vladimir Putin and Russia. He armed the Ukraine, denounced Russian aggression in his historic Warsaw speech, and slapped serious new sanctions on Moscow. So much for being Putin's puppet. Where did that even start? The stupid mainstream media, that fake news out there. Sick of it. Now, to be, to be sure, not every White House move in 2017 worked. For example, the first travel ban rollout was incredibly sloppy. Jeff Sessions should never have been made Attorney General, given his widely known inherent conflicts regarding any Russia investigation. James Comey should have been fired as FBI Director on January 21st. Still, despite the cockney of clamoring critics on the left, both in Washington and in legacy media, the real Trump record of 2017 reveals the FC of America's first entrepreneur-in-chief. Real results have been made, the swamp less daunting, and made Americans more prosperous and safe. May those 2017 gains lead to even more success in 2018. Those were Trump's accomplishments this year. This past year was amazing. I want to see what he gives us next. I get on Twitter every morning, I see what he has to say. I'm never disappointed, and I'm really, really excited to share this with you guys. I know I've been pulling strings, I've been really working hard to get it here, but I think we finally, I finally pulled it off, guys. I know podcasts are like, just tell us already, we've been waiting for this. I got a sit-down interview with the man himself, the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump sat down with me in a pre-recorded interview before the holidays, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Oh my god, it was, uh, just to be in his presence, oh, it, it's, it's otherworldly, and to hear that he likes my show, oh, it's just, I gotta let you guys hear it, because I'm still just reeling from that interview, and I'm gonna show it to you guys right now, so everyone... Give it up for the man himself, Donald J. Trump. First of all, Mr. President, I want to thank you for joining me here today. It's really great to have you and to actually see you in person. I'm I'm a huge, huge fan. And I know you're a busy guy, but did you 
Did you have a relaxing Christmas and New Year's? Well, you got that right, Andrew. I am a hardworking guy. I've been working really hard for the past year, and now it's time to relax a little bit. Go to go, go down to Mar-a-Lago at my resort. Go to Christmas. Spend New Year's down there with my f- closest friends and family. It's going to be great. A great time to be had by all. Going to be relaxing, playing some golf. It's going to be able. I get to kick my feet up after a nice, long, hard year at work for the American people, and of course celebrate the most recent tax win that I signed right before I left. And right after New Year's, Andrew, you can guarantee this. It's back to the grind, hard work for the American people right after New Year's for this president of your United States. That's really great to hear. Now, I know it's been circling around a lot lately, but there's an article going around that you drink 12 Diet Cokes a day. Now, now what's that about? Well, there's a lot of rumors that have been circulated through fake news about me, and one of them is the Diet Coke thing, and I'm just going to clear it up. Yes, I do enjoy a Diet Coke or 12. Trust me, it's really great. I really like the taste and the soothness of a nice, chilled Diet Coke. It's a great drink. And the one thing that I like about it is, of course, the energy that it gives me, the caffeine, the rush that I get going hard at work for all the American people, all the people who voted for me, that are expecting a certain level of success out of me. That's why I drink Diet Coke. I'm not a big coffee guy. I've never really been a big coffee guy. It's too hot. It's got too much much caffeine. I like the caffeine content that's in the Diet Coke. It's nice and perfect. It allows me to be able to get my mind right in the zone and focused on what I need to get done. That's a great point, Mr. President. We all need a certain amount of caffeine to kind of do our jobs effectively. I know I enjoy a nice coffee or a soda to kind of get me going. And now kind of moving on, I know you probably don't have time for this, but the biggest movie to come out in this last year was Star Wars The Last Jedi. Have you seen it? And are you, are you even a Star Wars fan? I'm sure some of my listeners would like to know that. 